four guys in this in this uh, chat room here. We've all made colossal mistakes. I've made horrible mistakes. Yeah. The difference is I now understand what that was and why not to do it. And you know, I've, I've been accountable for it and I've owned it. I'm sure the three of you have too. So it's not like I'm just looking for stories to f- somebody up on. It's you're looking for the people that do the wrong things and then also don't give a f- and they'll keep doing. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Barry. I'm Scott McNally. We have a special guest today, John Dorsey, or if you're on Instagram, you might know him as Goob. We're going to do an interview with him, so we're kind of like breaking format a little bit today. Uh, all of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings on high-quality third-party tested supplements from a company that you can trust. Hit me up if you have any questions about anything that they have. Uh, we're also brought to you by supplementsource.ca. If you're in Canada, I've seen some crazy deals over there. Just go over to check them out. They have uh, great deals that change week to week. We're brought to you by Strom Sports Nutrition for everybody over in the UK. High quality uh, performance supplements and health supplements. They've got some really good health blends, things like uh, Support Max. So check those guys out. And finally, thank you to everybody from Patreon. You guys are helping to make this thing happen. And I love each and every one of you. All right. I'm going to turn this thing over to Andrew so that you can do an intro for us. Uh, and, and you can tell us who Goob, a.k.a. John, is. Okay. Um, well, I thought it'd be interesting to have John on, you know, especially after the last episode that we did two weeks ago, uh, featuring, you know, Sam Conando and his shenanigans with sexual harassment and whatnot with his clients. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it as more of a larger topic of as like what John does with his Instagram page in calling out like the charlatans, the fakes, the phonies. I and mean, we, we all know that in our industry, there's a little bit of that that goes on. I mean, like muscle tech used to say that their creatine would get you 26,000% more muscle growth, right? Or yeah. cell tech would get 47,000% more muscle growth. Like, so we know that there's a little bit of exaggeration, fraud, whatnot in our sport. But I thought, you know, what John's doing right now with his page, Goob, Goob U2 right now, um, you know, calling out fakes, phonies, calling out sexual predators, calling out um, people that are going after children, calling out people that... Um, He's got a girl who was who had faked cancer for a number of years to get people to sponsor her, to hire her for coaching, et cetera. Damn. So, yeah. So I just thought, you know, it's 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 a chasm <clears throat> in our industry that I think it's something great that John's covering. And I thought it'd be great to have him on to talk about, you know, what gave him the idea to really just turn his page into that. And maybe like some tips for people, someone maybe trying to hire a coach to maybe navigate the waters so that they don't fall victim to some of these people out there. Yeah, that so, sounds so. good. Yeah, so John, you know, tell us all about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, first and foremost, I do what you guys do. I, I coach uh, competitors, coach lifestyle people. Um, but about six, seven months ago, I just started running these stupid videos. And I was like, you know what? I love this industry. I love the bodybuilding world. And uh, it's not a good place right now. But it can be a good place. And I remember, I mean, you guys are all old like me. Uh, you remember a time when Instagram didn't exist and bodybuilding still was there. It was crazy. And it was way harder to lie and steal and manipulate because you had to be face-to-face with people. It was with people in your gym. And uh, you couldn't just tell them that you were 280 shredded and please send me money. <laughs> and uh, I'll send you a diet and training program. They looked at you like, you little shit. You can't even bench 135. But now yeah. it's, you know, it's a whole different world. Uh, and I was like, all right, let's see what I can do about this. Nobody's going to give a shit about it. But my rule for things is I always try to entertain myself. And if anybody else likes it, that's cool. And so I was just doing shit that entertained me. And now it's a thing, I guess. I I get tagged every day. There's kids that are doing the same shit I'm doing. 
and they'll, they'll send it to me like, are you mad that I did a video? I'm like, no, bro, please. <laughs> take, this, take this responsibility away from me, for Christ's sake. So that's, uh, you know, that's the, the long and the short. He mentioned Lydia Knoll. She's uh, uh, the cancer girl. She pretended, like literally pretended to have cancer for the last five years. And uh, I did this whole deep dive. I kind of got a tip about it. I background checked her whole family. I like in- interviewed everybody. <laughs> I sort of pretended like I was doing a story about bodybuilders that survived cancer and I blasted this shit out to her whole family. And they all got back to me like, who has cancer in our family? Would you say that you're like the Project Veritas of bodybuilding right now? I, I guess. I don't know. I'm just a dude that like I, I just I can't let shit go. If somebody's telling like not telling the truth, there's something wrong with me, bro. Like I just can't stop. Well, what's your system? Or, or let's do this. What was the first one you did? Was it, I think it was the cancer, but then I know you started really fo- uh, picking on, you know, people of all levels in terms of competitors all the way up to top Olympians that were editing their pictures, making themselves look better, making their competitors look worse by making their waist look wider. Like like tell me like what what's your step? Like when you when you does someone send you um like an in, a DM or do you just like peruse the internet and be like, "Oh, wait a minute. I think they edited their pictures." So originally, I saw a client of Jeffrey Sue uh, that, that he had reposted. It wasn't he didn't do any of this. Jeffrey's a very, very, very noble dude that would never do this. But it was one of his clients who also coaches, and uh, her name was Silinda, I think. And she posted it before and after. And I, at the time, I just gotten really involved in like photography, and I bought a bunch of cameras and shit. So I'm like noticing this shit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what the fuck? She's got on the left side, the or I guess on the left side, the before, she's got using a like native angle lens. And, and on the right side, she's got a wide angle lens. And it's side profile looking at her butt, you know, my booty gains. And anybody who's ever used a wide angle lens before knows it distorts, it pulls, the things in the center look a little bigger, and it, you know, it does this fisheye effect. And I was like, the fuck? She did it on purpose. She's doing a before and after, not using the same camera, not using the same angle, not using the same lens to show something different. And so I kind of put a thing out and put a little video out and I blasted her and I made her a offer. I was like, hey, if you use the same, because I, I messaged her and she said, no, it's the same camera. And I said, hey, if you use the same camera, the same lens for this, I'll send a thousand dollars to St. Jude or any charity you're choosing. No question. If you're wrong, and I DM'd her and I said, do you accept? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're wrong, and, and, and I'm right, then you've got to send $1,000 to my charity, St. Jude. And she said, yeah, 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 of course. Sends me the EXIF data, which is like the metadata from the photograph. Yeah. It's like plain as day. I was right. Like, here's the one line. <laughs> it tracks all this shit. Like, you can't get away from yeah. it. You just didn't understand. <laughs> I was like, here's this and here's that. So St. Jude, $1,000. And she blocks me. And I was like, oh. This was like, the, this was the first video I did. So these people, this girl like drug me through the steps of like, of denial, you know, it's like, yep. you know, oh, I didn't do it. Oh, I'll prove it. Oh, well, my proof is wrong. I'm going to block you. And so I went to this, like, I went to my stories and I was like, what do I do? And somebody said, why don't you just let us send the money? I was like, okay. So I made another video and I was like, Silindo, we got you. We're going to send the money anyway. And I sort of did a thing and it was like $2,000 later, like three hours. People Holy shit. Twice the amount of money. To, and you, to you sometimes do these, um, the, you, you hold your videos hostage to raise more money for uh, St. Jude's. Like, how much money do you think you've raised for the charity so far, like, in this last year? About $28,000 since April. Good God. 
this is incredible, man. This is incredible. I mean, think about this. People find enough entertainment that they're like, shit, yeah, I want to see that video. I'll send $100 of St. Jude, and if four other people do it, the $500 goal for the day is met. And I I think that's cool because you're doing good with it too, you know? Yeah, and you know what? I think part of that is is the reason, at least the way I'm feeling here, is that we see stuff, we see like shenanigans happening online all the time. And I feel like most of us feel like there's nothing that we can do about it. And that if somebody actually is doing something about it, I could see how a lot of people get behind that and be like, yeah, plus we we're donating to a charity on top of that. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That really is. And uh, I mean, people will send me stuff all the time. They're like, hey, you know, do you have a Patreon or something where I can? And I'm like, no, I make all my money coaching. So I'm like, no, but like I'll have a charity thing and you can send money there. And so they'll wait. And then when I drop it, I'll say, hey, guys, I got this juicy video on an Olympian. And but I'm not posting it until you send you know fifteen hundred dollars to this. And I'll sometimes pick smaller projects. There was a it was a really cool charity. A friend of mine, not shared, but like a nonprofit. A friend of mine supports it. It's like they offer resources for women with ADHD and other cognitive disabilities, and that's like their whole thing. They just help these women find help. Yeah. And it's a super small project. It was like his passion project. And for the whole year, they needed fifteen hundred dollars to fund their stuff. And I saw on their page they had like thirty dollars raised for it. And I was like, well, fuck. All right, let's figure this out. So I did a hostage thing, and it was like three hours later. The woman sent me an email like, yo, thanks. I don't know why you did this, but like, sounds good. They never know who, like, they never know what's happening because all my crazy people get on their page and they're like, Rugu, you're 50 bucks. Like, what is going on? They're throwing money at me and saying, who you? Like, they don't know what the fuck that is. But then they figure it out and they'll usually send me a message like, yo, that was cool. I don't know why you're doing this, but, you know, sounds good to me. I've got a question. Have you ever come across somebody or been given a tip and suspected that there was something up and then got invested, got like dug in, but then found out that it, it like, if there wasn't a story to it all the time, all the time, okay. or sometimes uh, they'll figure out that I'm poking around and they DM me and they're like, yo man, I, I did this. And then I, I'm, uh. I'm takes the wind out of my sails. I can't run it then. What okay gonna, you know like what am i gonna do I so so if that. somebody were to do something wrong and they were to say like yeah you know what i i made this huge mistake i did this thing you're not gonna put them out on blast you're looking to take people out that are trying to deny it basically is what you're saying four guys in this in this uh chat room here we've all made colossal mistakes i've made horrible mistakes yeah differences i now understand what that was and why not to do it. And, you know, I've, I've been accountable for it and I've owned it. And I'm sure the three of you have too. So it's not like I'm just looking for stories to fuck somebody up on. It's you're looking for the people that do the wrong things and then also don't give a fuck. And keep doing it. And fuck right. Them. But at the same time, let's be fair. And let's say that not one of the four of us has ever pretended that we had cancer to benefit financially and for attention. Oh, I mean, because I'm with you. I've made a lot of, I've done a lot of fucked up shit. But there was no I, have a, <laughs> I actually I have not done that. Can I tell you guys about like the, the, so I investigated that. I had the whole thing put together. I put a video together. <clears throat> she didn't know really what was going on. And I DM her. And I was like, hey, one, I know what's going on. And two, here's a video. And I sent her the video. And she watches it. And then like five minutes go by and I go to her page and there's like 15 posts missing. And then there's like 40 posts missing. And then there's like a hundred posts missing. And then her bios changed and then her screen names changed. And so I, when I do this, like big stories like that, I screenshot and save everything, like every component of the profile. 
And so that allowed me to go and edit the video. I changed the ending. The last 10 seconds of the video went from whatever it was to, and hey guys, I told her I was going to do this video and look what she did. And she changed <laughs> herself from the cancer survivor to the diet coach. I was like, fuck, thanks for giving me more. even time stamped, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like, you can see there's like a three minute lag between them. <laughs> Dang. I, I sent her the right. updated video from a different, because she blocked that account. And I was like, thanks for ending my video. And then uh, she just slithered off into the oblivion. We actually, this has been probably five months now since I did that video, and not a peep on the internet. She's gone. She's okay. Well, That's well, the other question. About- Oh, yeah, go ahead. Let me um, let's talk about like you know maybe the darker side, the sexual predators, because you you found a kid or a kid. He he's thirty years old, and he was trying to get a fourteen year old girl to either send him pictures or hook up with him. On top of you know finding Sam, who was you know asking his female clients for for naked pictures, which none of us has ever done in our lives. You know, uh, maybe talk about maybe I I see that as like the dark like harmful stuff. Versus like, all right, someone fooled you for your money. Okay, that's horrible, but yeah, like you're going I mean, after young kids. That's that's horrible. Like, I, I call them like the soft stories and the hard stories. Like yeah. all the top stuff. It's like these people, nobody's going to see them in public and, and be like, oh, fuck you. You know, they're going to be like, oh, they're a little fake. But that's the shit that builds my page. People tune in for that. every. I can do a story like that every single day. I like doing stories like that because it's like a little jab and like, you know, it builds my credibility. It builds the platform up for when it comes to actually doing shit. Sam Canato, you know, 200,000 people saw that video. If I didn't do, if I only waited for a Sam Kanata video, you know, I dropped that shit out, maybe 3,000 people would see it and that's that. But probably a good portion of the industry knows that that guy is a creep now. So, uh, uh, I mean, that that was a, a terrible video. I, I get messages like that from women, a lot, a lot hmm. about coaches and stuff. And a lot of the time, these guys, you know, they know what's up and they're very sneaky and they don't really leave a lot of evidence. But then, you know, sometimes they do and I keep files of it. Him, I had him for a minute. The guy Roger Wynn, you're talking about the 30 year old. He was yeah. he's in the UK. He was sponsored by My Protein and Gymshark. Was doing some affiliation with him, and he would uh, he had all these like younger girls. This girl was 15 and DM them and talk this and talk that and like call her a good girl and like all this weird shit. He was asking her about her breast size, asking if she was a virgin, and Whoa. she thought that he was 20 years old because he told her that he was 20 years old. And he's like, he looks like a younger guy. He's 31. Still so legal he, though. He is still legal. 20 yeah, and 14 yeah. is still legal. Yeah. Yeah. She was 15 at the time. And, and I was like, damn, I'm going to roast this guy. He's going to disappear or he's going to own it and say he's going to therapy or something. And this fucker puts out a video and he says, Hey uh, guys, actually my account was hacked in here. I can prove it. And yeah. continues to not prove it. And so I tore him apart on that video too. And then like a month and a half went by. He actually, I need to crawl up his ass and die again because he's he's back to posting. He's talking about mm-hmm. how his father abused him as a kid. And he's like mm-hmm. doing all these videos for sympathy now. But I'm going to absolutely rip his head off again. Fuck that guy. Let me just add though, because you, you made a good point that still at 20 years old, that's still illegal. But the older the person is, the older the guy is, the more creepy and fucked up. It is yeah. 20 is not legit, but 30 is fucking worse and 40 and 50. Oh, just it make it makes me want to throw up on the, my microphone too, where it's like you're 31. You understand that what you're doing is inappropriate. Mm. Yeah. Telling her you're 20, you know that you're being deceptive. Yes. Like Sam Otto, you know what he's right. doing with his clients. He's saying, oh, send me none clothes photos. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, oh, you know, without your clothes on. 
wait, naked photos? No, 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 none clothed. It's like he's being, he's being tricky because he thinks, you know, oh, they'll think I'm just, you know, English is my first language and I don't know what I'm saying. And hopefully right. they'll send me some tits is what he's thinking. And unfortunately that worked. That Roger scenario, he actually, you know, went away after you called him out for about a month and then he reemerged, right? And he, he came up with some, some story saying that, oh, uh, you know, being away from social media, I just really gained a new perspective and just being present. That's, I, I needed a break from social media. That's why I left. Hmm. Not mentioning anything related to the video or the allegations yeah. about him. He said, it, uh, that was he said, I was putting on a video every single day. It got really overwhelming. <clears throat> The truth is what got overwhelming was people saying you're a fucking predator and a pedophile. That was probably what overwhelmed him. It had nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know how you guys feel about the sport, but I've always thought, and I still think, that people in our industry are more forgiving, far more forgiving I was just thinking than that. average people in society. Do you guys agree? It's like, well, I did this, I did that. And it's like, oh, you're, that's a, people make mistakes. It, you like, give it a few fuck? years and there's such a fast revolving door yes. that five years down the road, nobody knows what this guy did five years ago, you know? I think yeah. the combination of there's a lot of recovered addicts that I've worked mm -hmm. with and that I know are in the, in the sport. I'm one there's of them. A lot of yeah. And it's like, you know, Dan, th those are the people that are the most forgiving in my experience. <laughs> I think that that probably leads a lot to it. There's a lot of, you know, hormone use where we're not really ourselves. Like we all kind of go through it. And it's like the, you know, it's on the fringe of society. Bodybuilding isn't like this. You know, you don't huh. tune into ESPN and watch it. Like we understand yeah. we're a fringe sport mm -hmm. to begin with. So it's like, you know, why can we, why, why would we judge ourselves like super harshly like that? And we're already kind of outcast. And if you want to say outcast, so I, I think I agree with you. I think it's a very forgiving platform. There's there's people I've covered crazy stories on that people are like, well, you know, they they admitted to it, so that's okay. And, yeah. Uh, or, or they they you, Roger Wynn. Fuck you, Roger Wynn. Never. Nobody's going to forgive you for that shit. But everybody <laughs> else. I mean, even Sam Canato. If Sam Canato had, as soon as I did the story, if he'd said, yeah, guys, I'm a sex addict. Uh, the trend got me. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. I'm not going to work with women anymore. I'm only going to work with men. I would have looked at that and been like creepy, but self-aware. Yeah. I, I would have left it at one video and I wouldn't have run a train up his ass and I wouldn't have had everybody share it. It would have just been like, you know, okay, okay, one. But the dude yeah. doubled down. He doubled, he tripled, he quadrupled down. He's, I love it when the people double, triple, quadruple down. Like the, uh, the boyfriend of the girl from the other day that ended up leaving you those voice messages and calling you all sorts of racial slurs. And, uh, who you know we're talking about? Oh, oh, oh. no, he, that was that the messages wasn't towards me. That was towards, uh, an, an actual black client of his. Oh, <laughs> that makes it even worse. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't towards me. Wow. But people, people send me crazy shit all the time. They go wild on me. And I never post it. I never, ever, ever post it. Because I want them to know that I'm destroying you with something you already did, not something yeah. that you're about to do in my presence. I will never <laughs> drag somebody with something they said to me. Like, maybe you know, I'd make an exception for, like, Roger Wynn or something. But, <laughs> but if they're coming at me aggressive, it's like, I don't care. I mean, you say whatever the fuck you want to me. You guys want to talk shit in my inbox, go ahead. Send me a nasty voice message. I send Roger Wynn a voice message from a burner account every single morning telling him how I'm going to rip his head off and shit down his neck every <laughs> single morning, every single morning. And I'm not encouraging anybody out there to do it, but that is the song of my people. And, uh, you know, maybe he just needs to hear it until he goes the fuck away. I don't know. Yeah. God. That's incredible.
I still <laughs> send him some nasty shit. He reads a couple of them too, and then it'll be like seen, and then I go click his profile and block. Make yeah. another email. God damn it, Roger. So Jeez. before we got started here, you, you were telling Andrew and I a little bit about this event that you have that you're putting together. And I don't really know what it's about. So I, I wanted to wait and hear about it on the show so that you could tell me, but then also tell our audience. Like, what are what is it that you're doing? So uh, I don't know. It was about a week and a half ago. I got this idea to do like an award show. I was like, damn, there's so many things I could have as nominations. I've done probably 300 videos at this point. There's a lot to pick from. I could probably drum up some sponsors and do like a live stream. And it started as, we'll do a live stream. We'll give away a couple awards. And then, I mean, I just paid a deposit for a big space. And we got a projector coming. And we got catering. And we got sponsors and title sponsors. And it's going to be a fucking mess. Basically, uh, we're calling it the Goobies, the Shitfluencer Awards of 2022, the Goobies. <laughs> Uh, we're getting these, crystal, these really cool crystal and grave trophies made, and uh, we're going to present them to the best and worst influencers of 2022. We're going to have live nominations and that type of thing. And then at the end of it, I'm going to put all the fucking trophies in boxes. I'm going to go and background check these people and find their addresses and mail them to their house. <laughs> Holy shit. That is amazing. What do you say? Are there going to be categories like um, best female photo editor or, you know, can I uh, wait, let me, can I pull up a couple of our, uh, of our outstanding categories? It's Please still do. A list. It's still a working list. Let me see here. Well, uh, who do you work on this with, by the way? Is it you and your girlfriend or uh, Ross planning and flavor gang? Oh, Ross is the one that does it all with you. Okay. Gotcha. Gang, catering. Uh, and we're actually hosting it in new Braunfels. We just put a deposit down on a really cool event center and it's, uh, it's going to be, absolutely insane this yeah dude here we go here we go we got the golden shovel award that's for somebody that has just continued to <laughs> dig and dig and dig and dig uh we have the golden sombrero award now that is for if you're familiar with baseball that's when you get struck out four times so the golden sombrero award is anybody who i did four or more videos on we're going to go ahead and put the best ones together and feature them um and then we have the uh, the Golden Corset Award. That's for somebody that snatched their waist the most. And <laughs> the Recidivism Award, which if you know what the word recidivism means, it's like yeah. your tendency to go back to and reoffend. So yeah. whoever's <laughs> the most offender is going to get that award. Who's been featured on my page the most, or who hasn't given up? And uh, yeah, we got like fifteen others here. It's going to be absolutely crazy. And there's yeah, God, God. that's incredible. We're gonna have a couple positive ones too. Uh, there's a couple companies that reached out and they're like, "Yo, we want to send you like a belt. Can you give it away in like a positive way?" So we're gonna. <laughs> find, uh, there's actually a couple people that I've done stories on that I'm friends with, so I'm inviting a couple people down to the show. I mean, we're gonna need to get security. It's gonna be fucking insane, man. It's gonna be absolutely insane. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's uh, December 6th in New Braunfels, Texas. If anybody's watching this and you want to attend, it's gonna be live streamed too, though. So okay, cool. Yeah, we'll have to get links to that and. Uh... You know, I, I had a question that just, it, this is kind of like a personal question, I guess, you know, being involved with media myself, there have been times where I've seen somebody who's just really wrong. It, it gets under my skin. If I follow up on it and I try to do something about it, I'll be honest, I lose sleep. Like when I start thinking about that shit, it like, it consumes me to, to hold that in and to like live with it and think about it every day. I'll be doing other stuff and I'm still thinking about this asshole. And 
I I couldn't personally do that. How do you deal with that? Because it's like you seem like you have a super chill personality, and you know you're not you're not taking it home basically at the end of the night. Uh, my girlfriend would probably disagree. Honestly, it's like yeah, I like I, that. That's an honest answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll any of like some of the crazier videos, you know, the big ones we're talking about. It's like I don't sleep. It's you know constantly mm. checking. You know what can I do? Digging, reading. Because if I put a video like the Sam Canada video out, I get 150 people sending me messages about the guy. Yeah, and I want to read all of them and then follow up on all the leads. And so it's, you know it's a lot of time. But it's also I don't know. It just sort of weighs on you. You know, you found this guy, you found this thing, you've exposed it, but it's not solved yet. But now you're like the person that's people are looking at you to fix it. And if nothing happens, you know, it's kind of your ass. So yeah. you got to make something happen. And it's uh, you know, the little Photoshop stories. I don't care about those. It's like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I do it. They say yes. They say no. They ignore me. They block me. They admit it. You know, whatever. But like the big ones where there's something actually wrong and something you know, going on, somebody scamming. There was this guy. He was ste- literally just stealing from clients. Like they yeah. pay him and he just block him. Like hand over fist. He's big on TikTok. He was stealing thousands of dollars a day. That one bothered me. Like totally bothered me. And the kid reached out and he was like, yo, what can we do to fix this? And I, I spent like two days helping him go through his shit and, you know, make sure that he's getting his money back to everybody. Like that, I don't know. That type of shit does weigh on me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll lose sleep over this shit, man. Like, you know, sometimes it's, I just want it to be over. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, man, let me drop this fucking video and say nothing. Like, don't, you know, don't go making a post about something and just say nothing and slither the fuck away. And, and sometimes they don't. I'm like, fuck. What about the anxiety of it, though? You know, I'm going back myself to, like, the message boards where everything was so confrontational. And on the surface, it looked like I just thoroughly loved it. And I probably got to a point where I did. But in the interim, it was very, uh, it was just a very anxious, like, I would go to click on something knowing, okay, I'm coming back to this from yesterday. And I could literally feel my anxiety go up and my blood pressure go up. So you do have, like, some of that has to weigh on you. And I would even wonder this. At some point, you know you're right, you know what you're doing is right, and you're putting this information out, but there are going to be people who think you're a a bigger dick than the guy who actually did the shit, depending on the person, I mean, and and the situation. But you end up almost like people will come to you and go, why does this matter to you so much? Why are you spending so much time on this? And that's why I think this is a little tangent, and I apologize, but it's brilliant that you tied it into St. Jude's it is. because anybody who would come at you and be like, God, what's this guy's a fucking loser. He's, He's just trying to get attention not, you know, for his. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think that, but you're going to get those detractors who are going to be like, Oh yeah. With the negative shit, but yeah. they can't because <laughs> you're, you're not benefiting financially. Yeah. They're like, Oh, you're making money off of this. Like, no. And anybody who comes to me with money, send it to the fucking charity. I'm not doing this shit for money. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I mean, I don't really get that much anxiety about it. It's, if I'm anxious, it's because I'm not telling the truth. Hmm. I, like I, I'm not anxious at all. It's I'm t- what I'm saying is the truth. Somebody can like it or hate it. They can say I'm doing that, say I'm doing. But I know what the truth is, and I'm saying it online. So I don't have anything to be anxious about. If I was lying, I'd be real fucking anxious about that shit. I'm sure the people that come and battle with me are real anxious. They're like, "Fuck, you know this kid, uh, Jake Collins." I did two days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. He, uh, I, I actually DM'd him, and I was like, "Dude, did you edit this photo?" And I, I was going to let him go. He's 18. He's like got all these sponsors. It's a big account. But I was going to let him go. If he was like, yeah, I did, man. I, I did. I was going to have a conversation with him, say, just stop doing this shit. Which happens more often than not, by the way. I kill more stories than I actually run. And uh, and he was like, no, man. No, I didn't. 
And I was like, do Pinky promise? I fucked with him a little bit. And, uh, but it was like, you know, what's to be anxious about? It's, you know, I knew, I, I knew that the photo was edited. You know, I, I gave the yeah. kid a chance. I, well, I think that's cool. I just, I think most people do carry some anxiety during any type of confrontation, even sure. if they are right. So I didn't, I don't, I assumed that you did, but you, you, let's put it this way. You probably sleep it. better than I would in your situation because <laughs> I would probably be a little anxious about it. I, that's I cool though. I was on the, the varsity debate team for my college. <laughs> that makes like, sense. Very nice. Okay. All right. If you, if you, if you like have an idea in your head, what you think college policy debate is about, like get rid of it. It's literally people screaming at each other about <laughs> fucking crazy shit. There are no rules. The only rules are those two speakers and there's a judge that picks a winner at the end. That's fucking it. You can say whatever you want. I've had people scream at me. There's a guy who shit in a bag once and around like it. Is absolutely wow. It's, it's absolute madness. Sometimes they're not even talking about. They'll talk to you like not even English and around just to fuck with you. Like people are insane in college policy debate, and it's fun because it's like super confrontational and they're like yelling at each other. And God, the uh, guy who shit in the bag is now a uh, high end attorney, <laughs> right? In a major in a major city on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, he went on to to coach a really notoriously well known team uh, when he like retired and graduated he was like they brought him on as a coach because he was he's fucking good he shit in a bag and won around yeah <laughs> mal's red book if you know what you know who mal is mao zedong the yeah, chinese he used mal's red book as like all of his information for his debate cards enslaved people like fucking destroyed people with like communism is good it was because he was just smart right? he's a good debater and it was like damn you really probably shouldn't be doing this right now my guy but like you're articulate, so it's amazing. He loved, he loved the smoke. People would come at him with the crazy shit, and he loved every second of it. And uh, he was one of my favorite debaters to watch because he was just—he was insane. He would say anything and get away with it. He was just that, like that kind of guy. But yeah, I, he had no anxiety. That guy was—he made me look like an anxious mess, honestly. <laughs> right on. Well, listen. If if people want to follow more of what you're doing, if they're not following you already, uh, where can they go? So uh, my page is at goob underscore u2. And then if you want to follow along with the Gooby Awards and know when, where, why, and how, it's at official Gooby Awards. And that's linked everywhere on my page. Awesome. I'll be sure to have all of that down in the description, too, on YouTube. Uh, definitely, guys, go check them out. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. I'd love to hear some more stories, though. John, we appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us, man. And this is uh, it was different than I thought it would be like you. You're just like I said, you come off to me as like just a so like laid back and having fun with this. I, I anticipated something that was going to be like a little bit different. I don't know. I don't know what I anticipated, but this is cool. And I'm really <laughs> grateful that you're doing this, man, because I couldn't. I'm really grateful you are. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. This is a super cool show. I love tuning into your guys' stuff. I loved what you did on the Sam Kanata story. That was beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. How do I get out of here? Well, for another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Skip Hill, Andrew Berry, we're joined by Goob or Goob U2, John Dorsey. I'm Scott McNally. Guys, we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>